Good afternoon, brothers and sisters. How are you all today? Beating uh, Chua, no worries. I understand some of you all may have uh, other commitments. Uh, please go ahead. The video will still be here after the session. Uh, for the rest, please hold while I connect up my uh, tablet. So today's topic uh, today's topic will be on Qingming. Yeah. Mm, Qingming. So uh, is the audio working? I hope it's working. So <coughs> uh, Qingming, Qingming. Have you all uh, done your Qingming prayers? Mm. So some of you may have already... Okay, loud and clear. Good. Good, good, good. Yeah. So Qingming is uh, a Chinese custom. Qingming Sao Mu. Yeah. We... Uh, Dorian Sid has signed up online. So this year is very special because this year uh, all the religious centers are closed uh, because of the COVID-19. So temples, churches, uh, even mosques, all the religious centers, basically I think um, not just religious centers but we are all on the circuit breaker stay-at-home uh, measure now so but especially for the temples because usually this period temples around Singapore will be uh, filled with devotees filled with families who who uh, take this opportunity to pay respects uh, and remembrance of their ancestors their family yeah so uh, this year, I think a lot of temples and monasteries have moved the prayers online. Yeah, so <coughs> uh, some of us may be having this question: uh, Is it actually okay to have it online? Yeah, uh, if we if you are not there in person, is it still okay? Mm. So I want to perhaps share a bit on this the custom, the Qingming custom itself uh, Qingming actually didn't start off the way we, we do it now yeah. um, sometime I think in the Shang Chao period um, it, like way back yeah. uh, that's, the Qingming was actually uh, festive that's why it's called Qingming Jie it's actually a festive a time of the year uh, throughout the year, there are different festivals in China. So Qingming is just one of them, and it celebrates the the passing of winter, where the the remnants of winter has dwindled and has, uh, in a way, come to an official halt. So the sun is out, and uh, the the. Uh, there's usually light rain during Qingming period. Yeah, 三月, 三月里的小雨啊, <laughs> yeah. 
fen fen xiao yu. So the the light rain causes the the dust to settle, and the mist from winter, the the shroud, yeah, have settled. So the word Qingming, um, I actually did some uh, a bit of mini research some years back. Uh, initially, I thought it has to do with Buddhism, you know, Qingjing, Mingzhe Huiye. Wow, I thought, wow, about wisdom, you know. Then when I did, did some research, I realized that it actually has nothing to do with, with anything that I thought. Uh, the Qingming actually is Qi Qing Jing Ming. Yeah, Qi Qing Jing Ming. So the it's actually about the the atmosphere. It is actually about this time of the year, how the ambiance is like. The qi qing, that means the air is clear. Jing uh, ming, the scenery is also very clear. That means the air is fresh, the scenery is clear. Yeah, it's describing this. Yeah, so qing ming actually conjures up this imagery. And um, in the early days, families would go, go out to the uh, countryside, go out into the open. Yeah. So imagine, for, for Singaporeans, we cannot imagine. Uh, maybe a bit harder to imagine, not cannot. Because for Singapore, it's like summer, hot, hot summer, whole year through, with rain here and there, and heavy rain. Whereas for, uh, for China, the huge part of it, during the winter months, you know, yeah, usually just indoors. Yeah. In Singapore, you cannot imagine not going out, but for many countries during the winter months, they cannot go out because it's just snowing every day. And because of the snow, it's not convenient, not easily accessible to go out. So up to Qingming, then people are free to go out to the outdoors and they would have like picnic. Yeah. So initially it was like that. Uh, not nothing to do with the the Mu part. So according to what I found, then um, sometime in the Sang Chao or so, the the Chinese emperors they started to do Ji uh, Zhu. So they would go to the ancestral tomb, yeah, the imperial tomb, to pay respect to the uh, emperor before him. In a way, when they do that, it is to legitimize their, their position. Yeah, because not everybody can suka suka go to go to the imperial tomb. So by doing that, paying respect to that to the imperial tomb, to the empress before that, they are in a way legitimizing their, their position as the, the emperor. Uh, in, in much the same way, you know, people cannot suka suka go to as their Zuxian, isn't it? Yeah. So uh, this this was done by the emperor, yeah, not by the commoners. But this practice uh, was originally in the winter months. So they were uh, they were when they uh, offer the food is all cold food. So then it was said that this time uh, this became common practice by the uh, people and this timing from the winter December period 
um, and the Qingming period slowly slowly merged and became one practice yeah. so eventually then people would go to the outdoors and take this opportunity to also Saomu yeah. so Qingming Saomu eventually became a thing yeah. uh, of course in Singapore the, the younger generation may not have had the chance to Saomu also because uh, some of the younger generations may not have had the opportunity to see the actual mu, yes, the, the tomb, the cemetery. Uh, I think when I was really young, uh, we, I've ever been before, yeah, it was a major affair early in the morning. And then along the way, parents were always like, you know, like make sure that we don't speak because kids. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know, uh, Chinese are very afraid of kids speaking up uh, or asking questions. Yeah, we have this um, phobia of kids asking questions. In fact, we have a phobia of anyone asking any questions. Uh, so I, I remember when I was younger, whether to, uh, to the actual tomb or to, let's say, the, uh, later on we, we go to temples, uh, it's the same you know uh, parents usually don't want you to make any noise don't want you to ask any questions better keep quiet just stand there and when it's your turn go and sao siam and then yeah don't ask questions mm. so um uh, and, and in, in singapore it's quite different because in singapore Qingming period usually is quite hot now this year is actually quite pleasant because it's usually these few these few weeks have been quite cloudy, not too hot. On in other years, Qingming usually in Singapore we have strong sun. So um, this practice uh, uh, up to today, yeah. Um, without the tomb, without the without going to the temple, is there any more significance? Uh, Yes, of course. Yeah, is there any more meaning? Uh, there is meaning if we if we do it with our heart. Yeah, because this practice, um, this practice actually has. We need to clarify a few things. Huh? like just now, uh, there was this, this question that I posed. Uh, when we do it online, or we watch the prayers done online, is it still? You know, effective is it still uh, okay? Yeah, we're not there in person. But you think about it. Um, in the past, there was a tomb, and then we exhumed the tomb. We cremate. We have cremation nowadays, and we put it into an urn. Yeah, and we have a tablet. So um, some students, elderly students, ever asked, you know, uh, they ask like so. Uh, when we have a tablet, uh, should we put it in the temple or can we put it? Can we have a tablet at home also and so on and so forth? These questions. Now there's the traditional uh, replier, um, which actually has to do with Chinese custom also, um, because Chinese have this notion that um, the the tablet has some significance and there's some essence that actually resides there 
But in Buddhism, we don't subscribe to such a belief. Yeah. Not to criticize beliefs, uh, but we have different beliefs. Yes. Uh, other, other cultures, when they have a cemetery, they have different beliefs also associated to the, with the dead and the passing away. Uh, so, uh, likewise in Buddhism, uh, we have a different belief. We don't believe that after you die, your spirit stay in that tablet. Yeah, and for that matter, that tablet is not your parents or your grandparents. It is a symbolism. Yeah, it is to remind you that there was such a person without whom you don't exist. It is to remind us of the kindness, of the love, the qualities that these individuals, our ancestors, those who come before us, that they embody. It is a reminder of these good qualities that we should strive to live up to. I don't know how other families celebrate Qingming. Uh, our family, we used to have, we would go to a temple, we have, we'll, there would usually be some temple, some uh, prayers, and then at home, we'll do some offerings. And I always remember how uh, when we uh, visit one of the, my uncle's place, the, the extended family would come together. Yeah. And in fact, usually on that day, uh, sometimes you have a larger crowd than Chinese New Year. <laughs> because Chinese New Year, you have the various extended family that is like clusters. Not that kind of clusters, but you know, family clusters. And you may not always have one day that everybody come together. But for Qingming, uh, many times for, our, for my mother's side, the, 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 all the extended family, you know, they will come together to uh, pay respects. And as part of the, the, the culture, the family culture is, uh, they will do the offering, right? Offering of the food. And then they will sit around and then they will chit chat. Uh, and it's very interesting because there will be this timing where they wait for Akong and Zhou Gong to, Akong Ama, Lao Zhou Gong, Lao Zhou Ma to finish eating. Yeah, and there's this practice of Bok Pui, you know, the two wooden, uh, half crescent moon shaped kind of uh, uh, pieces yeah and uh, usually after about one hour or so half an hour or one hour usually one hour then they would uh, ask me to go and ask Akong or sometimes my uncle will ask Akong ask his father or my Akong whether they are done for the meal and sometimes it's quite funny because sometimes Kids are kids very funny. Uh, when I was young, sometimes hungry ma, so keep keep asking the adults. Akong Has Akong finished eating? And then uh, my uncle is quite uh, how call it quite nice to me. He he dotes on me, so he be like, uh, they come come. You you ask Akong see whether he's done or not. Yeah, it, because like. Just after half an hour, I'll be asking. <laughs> yeah, so he, 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 he's quite, my, my, my kuku, he's quite interesting. He would humor me, and then he would ask me to go and ask. Uh, I, I don't know whether anybody has done any experimentation to this. Like, you know, is this statistically just a probability thing? Yeah, 
but the Chinese are very interesting. Um, they have a they have a CRC check. <laughs> yeah, they have a error check. So you must uh, do it three times, and it must be. It must. So you have the upside, and then the downside. So you must have the. Uh, you must have one up, one down. Yeah, it can be like that. Can be like that, but it must be one of this, and you must have it like three in a row. Yeah. So if you have two, no, one cannot. You must have three. Yeah. To to signify that yes, data sent, data received. <laughs> you know, it's like a check bit. You must have a sequence continuously to make sure that uh, the answer is correct. So if you have uh, both up, that means they call it chop with laughing, laughing, uh, laughing result. Yeah, it means like uh, don't don't ask this kind of stupid question. Then if you have reverse, that means not very pleased. Don't ask. Yeah, this is not a good question to ask. Something like that. But that's the Chinese culture. Uh, and then meanwhile, the adults will be sitting around and they'll be telling stories about Akong, uh, telling stories about the ancestors. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Doringo says we refer to refer to it as the head and tail of the coin. Uh, we call uh, Rosie says, do we need to pray to ask whether we have finished they have finished eating? Yeah. To me the pray right um, I remember uh, okay so first of all uh, when we say we do we have to ask if we have to ask what is the significance of it uh, it means that potentially that our ancestors have been, been born in the hungry ghost realm so they still have we still have to ask them uh, that, that is one yeah, and that would be very unfortunate, you know, after so many decades, if they are still around in the any the, the hungry ghost realm, that would be that ho that would be horrifying. Uh. yeah, we would hope that they be reborn in the human or heavenly or in the pure land. Uh, so, uh, so does it mean that we shouldn't ask or we don't need to ask? I think um, if you are living with seniors, that means elders, uh, and they have this practice of asking. Uh, the, the purpose of asking, again, when we do the asking, there are two parts to it. One is the intent, and the other one is the expression of the intent. Yeah. So again, the why and the how. To me, asking, doing the asking, the, the wish to ask is a show of respect. Yeah, that you you respect the elders, so you want to make sure that they are done with the food, then you eat. Nowadays, when we have our meal, right, young people eat first. So when I uh, when I do organize a lunch gathering, now cannot uh, now no gathering. Uh. In the past, when we have lunch gathering, I'll make sure that the young eat last. Mm. Uh, seniors eat first. Xian zhang hou yu. And to me, this is a beautiful practice. It's not about discrimination or bullying the young. Yeah, it's about respect for the 
elders. Uh, and the idea is, young people, you have not done anything for people with your life. You know, you are still learning. So what have you done? What have you contributed to the family? What have you contributed to the society? What have you contributed to this world? Then that makes you deserving to eat first. Whereas our seniors, elders, no matter whether they have a degree or not, whether they are a manager or director or not, the fact that they are seniors in the family, they come before us. Without them, we wouldn't be around. Uh, so out of respect, we invite them to eat first. And I remember during Chinese New Year, the, we would uh, have the first tier Akong, uh, no, well, when I was, by the time I come of age, uh, my, both Akong has passed away. So Amma would eat with, the, with my father, the uncles, and then the, the elder grandchildren, you know, the grandsons, a bit biased, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, usually some of the, the aunties will also join in. Yeah. Then the second tier and then third tier, the youngest one will then eat. Yeah, it's actually about respect. Uh, now granted, granted, there's also the flip side, which is uh, if we're on the receiving end of the respect, we have to ask ourselves, are we deserving of that respect? Yeah. As a, as a junior, uh, especially during Qingming, uh, let us uh, go ahead and spend time to think of the, the parts of our ancestors, our family who have passed away, uh, the good qualities. Yeah. Why, 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 why do we focus on the good qualities? So, uh, uh, we being unenlightened, who has no fault? Yeah. So imagine if Qingming, uh, you spend time thinking about the faults of our ancestors. Of course you can find some fault, isn't it? But if you do that, then it's quite a miserable Qingming, you know. Yeah. And whether our ancestors are reborn as ghosts or reborn as human beings, I think quite sad for them. Uh. Whatever, well, good or bad, then after that people once a year gather to speak ill of them. Oh, yeah, you know that who uh, last time uh, what what? Um, no point. Uh. And uh, if we do that, do we? Uh, the trouble with us is when we talk about the shortcomings, we tend not to learn anything from it. It is not as though we, we talk about that and then we say uh, we must learn not to be like that. Yeah. So Maybe it's a, a good idea to to look at the good qualities, yeah, and remind ourselves and our younger generation the good qualities of our seniors, yeah, and then on top of that, uh, as an expression of our devotion to them, yeah, so that to to teach um, our young this this virtue of gratitude, yeah. So yeah, that as we drink water we should consider the source of that water. Yeah. Uh, so Qingming uh, to me this is what Qingming is about. Yeah. So then um, what about the prayers? Uh, the thing about prayers is as far as I know for the longest time, 
most temples, do you know one of the struggles, one of the challenge of, challenges of the temples that is, one of the challenges that temples have, that monks and nuns have, is to engage family, those devotees, to actually participate in the prayers. Participate not in writing donation. Uh. Participate as in join in to do the chanting, join in to do the prayers, join in to do the reflections. Because when we... Um, let me, let me, let me, let's say, let's say, uh, let me get one of the puja texts, the Chinese puja texts. So like for example, <coughs> let's say you go for some of the prayers and then they recite Di Zhang Jing. Yeah. Uh, or maybe they recite Jing uh, Gang Jing. Yeah, Jing Gang Jing. So, um, or usually maybe during the Qingming, they may recite Mi Tuo Jing or let's say Sui uh, Chan or something. So, <coughs> you see, when we, when we say uh, we want uh, devotees to join in the prayers, it is because if you are to join in the prayers <coughs> and you join in to read, number one, it develops devotion and faith in the wholesome, yeah, in the triple gem. Number two, as you recite, yeah, uh, I know nowadays yeah, Singaporeans increasingly becoming Gantang. Sifu was a Gantang. Now become Tu Tou Si. Half Gantang. Uh, my, my, my teacher is from, was from China, uh, Northeast China. So no choice. The only two English words, as I always tell you, that my teacher ever said was yes and no. I ever heard, these are the only two Chinese words. Uh. Yeah. So, if you are to read, if you are to join the puja and you read through the sutra, it plants the imprint, plants the seed, yeah, leaves the imprint of the teaching of truth. Maybe, maybe the first, the first year when you join in, you read, Ru Shi or you know, like how Sifu is like last time, uh. Let me try to find me Tuo-Jing and show you. Very funny. <coughs> So, a long time ago when I first, uh, like initially when I joined in, right, wow, I tell you the challenge, even the Ru Xiang Zhan, because Ru Xiang Zhan is not, uh, there's the sequence uh, or the, the timing, like this, this particular one, it actually have gaps in between. The usual one is continuous, but the chanting is not continuous. So Chan halfway don't know where is it gone, you know. And then when I recite Mi Tuo Jing, yeah, Ru Si Wo Wen Yi like now I can memorize a huge part of it. Ru Si Wo Wen Yi Si Fo Zai Se Wei Guo Ji Su Ji Gu Du But last time when I recite Ru Si Wo, this what word? Ah, it's like a Chinese word. Ah, Wen Yi Si Fo Zai Se What? What? Ah, somewhere. Qi, small, 
什么什么字什么树，其给孤独缘啊。Last time that was my Sunday, yeah, but it takes time, ah, yeah, it takes time. Yeah, so when we when we drink the COVID nineteen, uh, or even before or next time in future, don't just think that oh, you know, you just do donation and the monks go and do a chanting. When you do the donation, is to support the temple, support the the center, support the sangha to do the cultivation. But during the, such festivities, many times the temp the temples, the monks, the nuns, the the number one thing why we organize all this is so that you all come into contact with the teachings, because only through contact with the teachings then you can become enlightened in one day. You know, you can actually uh, awaken the wisdom. Yeah, so initially, don't don't be afraid. You you join in. You know, like during this period, a lot of monks and nuns, a lot of centers, they do the chanting online. Beforehand, don't don't wait until on that day. Then try to get the text beforehand. You will know what is the text they are chanting, ma. Don't know. You write message lah. Facebook, you can message us. Ah, uh, 师父 dear 师父 ah,、uh, ask respectfully. Ah,、uh, don't just go there. Ah,、uh, what text ah?、Uh, what sutra? No lah, huh? You know, civil society. So ask,、uh, dear venerable or dear 法师，法师吉祥，法师慈悲。啊，这个星期三，这个星期天，我们要呃唱诵的是哪一部经？啊，几几点开始？请呃，请法师啊开示。哦 ，then maybe the the admin or maybe the 法师 themselves will reply and tell you, oh, this 呃这个星期天呢，我们会诵。啊，弥陀经啊，回向啊，这个啊，这个啊，呃，这个诸位的这个先先父先母啊，还有那个啊，这个就是呃、啊，列祖列宗啊，等等什么什么的哈啊，我 maybe 啊 ，this this 呃、uh, Sunday we are going to recite 啊 ，Medicine Buddha Sutra and so on. So once you find out what must you do, you went search. Yeah, like for so army torching, just search online. You will find the original text. Then maybe when you see the text, don't know how to read. Never mind. You copy and paste from the internet, paste into Word, and then Microsoft Word or LibreOffice. They have the plugin. You can insert Hanyu Pinyin. Ah, don't know the meaning yet. It's okay. Just know how to chant first, step by step. Ah, you know. Sometimes people say, "Ayo, but how how come so difficult one?" Then I'm like, <coughs> the teaching of truth lah, that is supposed to help us be free of suffering. So why why do we think it will be any easier than worldly knowledge? You know, mathematics. We study six years of P primary school maths, and after six years full time ah, we only know what algebra, and now these kids don't even know algebra. <laughs> yeah. Then you study four more years full time. Then what do you know? Integration, differentiation, and that's it, lah. Not expert yet, no. How many of us are expert after Sec Four? Yeah, so, takes time, takes effort. But we may think, ah, yeah. But Sifu, why must we do this? What are you willing to do for your ancestors? What are you willing to do to express your gratitude? Yeah, it's it's based. It boils down to that. No one can force you. Sufu is not here to tell you you must do this. Ah, in Buddhism, no such thing as you must. 
Yeah, it's more about what what are you trying to do? Yeah, and that answer is from you, not from us. Uh, then initially you <coughs> you just try to follow. Yeah, now this very confident, like even this one has Han Ping. So simple. Yeah. Uh, then after that when you do the chanting one time, two times, three times, then it commits to memory. It becomes you know, imprinted in us. Then you can do reflection. But because Wen Yan Wen and because some of these texts the, the Dharma, the, the, the phrases uh, are actually transliteration, so we don't understand the meaning. And even the words that is translated, we may not understand. Uh, then what happened? Those venerables who lead you all in chanting, let me assure you, most if not all of them are able to give at least summary teachings on what they are leading. Yeah, the trouble is most people only want the monks to chant. Most people only want the monks and nuns to chant. They want, they want to listen to teaching. Ah. So take the opportunity. Before or after the, the puja, ask the venerable for... Don't, don't make things difficult for people. Lah. Uh, Shifu, uh, today we want go through Mi Tuo Jing. Oh. Can you explain the whole sutra in 5 minutes? This is called Don't. Yeah. So, whichever part, yeah, let's say one verse you don't understand, ask politely uh, for guidance what that verse is about. Yeah, I'm sure the Venerable will be happy to explain in brief yeah, or in detail. Yeah, if you ha happen to hang sui encounter a sifu like, like me, uh, then very long-winded. Then in the end, the chanting only a short time, then the, the, the explanation is two hours. Yeah. Oh. So if you do that, then this Qingming becomes very meaningful. And not just this Qingming, in future as well. You can continue doing this. And by doing that, that is the reason why many temples, monasteries, monks and nuns, when we conduct puja, it's mainly to, to create the opportunity for lay people to be in touch with the teachings. Because the teachings have meaning. And the meaning is what can awaken our wisdom. Yeah. Now, some of the chanting um, is not directly about uh, wisdom, uh, not directly about certain principles of the Dharma. Some of the chanting, like for example, uh, all the repentance puja, they would usually have the uh, preamble, which is the invitation of the triple gem. Yeah, and then homage to them, paying respect to the triple gem. Yeah, this is to set the stage that we are disciples of the Buddha, and we we all in our mind uh, we see that there are those who are unenlightened, and that there are those who are enlightened. Your Yeah, and then we pay respect to those who are awakened. Uh, that's the basis. Yeah, but in Buddhism, when we do repentance, it is not that we are asking Buddha to forgive us. Then settle the score, write off. No. We actually <coughs> um, use the repentance puja to to as a as a base guideline to remind us what are the things that is unwholesome, what are the things that is wholesome. But because sometimes it's not so clear. Sometimes it's clear, sometimes not so clear. So when we do repentance, 
it is a, a reminder uh, to ourselves. I mean, we may, I mean, most of us don't go and do horrible things in our life, but whether it's intentionally, unintentionally, yeah, many times we unintentionally do things. Yeah? So intentionally or unintentionally, this life or past life, through body, speech and mind, yeah, we do repentance. Yeah, here repentance means, number one, recognize that it's wrong. Number two, we make a firm determination not to do it. Then number three, with the merits of this, uh, absten abstention from such wrongdoings, we dedicate it to the well-being of all sentient beings. And from there, we make a vow yeah, to be of welfare and benefit to sentient beings instead of harm. Uh, so when we understand the, 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 this structure of repentance puja, all the different repentance puja, the verses are different, but the gist of it follows such a structure. And in between, they may have specific teaching verses. You know, sometimes when you attend some of the repentance puja, halfway through, the chief monk will, you know, nobody is chanting, and then there are some verses that the chief monk will recite. Yeah. Besides the, the name list of those who, are, who have signed up for the puja, there's also usually some verses where they, the Zhu Fa Si Shuo Fa. And those verses are actually very meaningful. The trouble is many times, um, we lack the, the uh, background, we lack the understanding. So when we hear those verses, you know, catch no ball, we, 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 have, we don't have understanding. Then, without understanding, it becomes esoteric, it becomes mystified, it becomes uh, superstition. Yeah. So, <clears throat> instead of that, we don't have to continue like that. Ma. Yeah, this year, even though we are... Uh, at home and the venerables are in the temples and it's shown online yeah don't don't treat it like ah they are doing it then you just go online to spot check on them <laughs> no la, i don't think anybody do that la. but please don't do that if if you had that in mind the the aim you think about it la, whether you whether you all come to temple or not we are doing our practice whether we put it online or not they are going to do the chanting you know, we have this saying, Sing si ili mi, da guo shen guo xu mi san. Yeah, that the offering of devotees, even just one grain of rice, is larger than Mao Sumeru. Yeah, this is one of the first that is passed down in our the Chinese tradition as a reminder that, you know, we must really um, uh, make sure that whatever we receive, we make good use of it to benefit sentient beings. Yeah. So then what for, why do they put it online? It is to encourage everybody to participate, even if you cannot be there in person. Yeah, and since now everybody is stay at home, then just go online as they do the chanting. Even if you don't have a chant, then just read lah. Ah. That one hour, two hours makes a difference. What difference you may ask? Purification. What kind of purification? Our body, speech and mind. Our day-to-day -day, normally from morning until night, from, da uh, from dawn till dusk, the moment we open our eyes, our body, speech and mind is usually circling around me or mine. Either me directly or my children, my work, 
my studies, my career, my husband, my wife, all about mine. Uh, not, not, no crime and shame in that. Uh, I mean, that's human. Uh, but when it's me directed, yeah, then easy to have greed, hatred, delusion combined together. Uh, but, so when we participate in uh, the puja, in Fa Hui, then is it about me, about mine? Still a bit, not totally zero. Yeah? Uh, but now, less about mine, less about me. Uh, when we do chanting, when they chant to page 3, you cannot say, I want to chant page 1. When you chant in Chinese, you cannot say, I want to chant Pali. When you go to Theravada Center, you watch uh, um, Buddhist Library or Wat Ananda, you, you watch uh, Mangala Vihara, when they are doing Pali chanting, you cannot say, oh, I want to chant my own Chinese. Can, at home, you can chant your own Chinese one. But if you go there, you cannot. Online, if you want to join it, so-called join in, it means give up your own preferences. Yeah? Directly practice no self. Yeah. So, when you are doing the chanting, then your body, your body is not doing anything harmful. Your speech, you are reciting the verses of truth. Your mind, ah, that's the tricky part. Keep it focused on the puja. Keep it <clears throat> focused on gratitude and kindness towards our departed ones, whether it's our departed family. And if I may say so, if our parents have not passed away, if our grandparents have not passed away, keep them in mind our prayers also. Don't wait until they die, then you, you want to be kind to them. When they are alive, do prayers for them. Two kinds of prayer. The one first kind of prayer is our usual. We chant, 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 chant. Second kind of prayer for them is be nice to them, be loving to them. You know, like now, now if you're if you're not staying with your your parents, you cannot go and have gathering. Uh, uh, but if you are staying with your parents, take the time to offer them water. It's very simple. Every day, just offer them water. Don't wait until they pass away. Then you put a tablet. Then every day, offer water. I mean, if by then still offer lah, but before that, when is the last time we offer a glass of water to our parents? Not that they <laughs> don't have to wait until they they are you know <coughs> sitting in the chair, lying on the bed, and they are Im immobile. Then you offer water. Yeah, it's not about whether they can do it, whether they need it. It's about we expressing our love and care. Yeah. Offer them water. I, I can assure you uh, that simple cup of water will quench their heart of whatever sadness, whatever uh, unhappiness they have. Whatever stress they have, all gone. Melt away with your water. Uh, this is the second kind of puja. Mm. First kind is when we do chanting. Second kind is when they are alive, you serve them. Yeah. Now again, COVID nineteen cannot go out, but human beings are very funny. Cannot go out, then we want to go out. After COVID nineteen is over, don't just go out by ourselves. Go out with our parents. Spend time with them. When we are young, they spend all their time with us. So when they are old, don't wait until they are old. We can at least spend half a day, one day, spend time with them. If they need something, instead of just passing them the credit card, you know, 
or tell them, ah, you, you buy, la, then I, you, you claim from me. What? what? <laughs> Reimbursement. Fill up, the, fill up the form and claim from me. Go to this website, claim your, your bill. No, no. That's not how, how we should treat our parents. Uh. This is not a company. <laughs> if, you want, you want, if you want to do that, start a company. Don't, don't, don't treat your parents like that. Yeah. And this is our parents. Don't ask the maid to bring them there. You must remember, even if you don't want to be filler, think about it. What you do, our kids have eyes. Yeah. With your mouth, you keep on saying, oh, you must be filler, you must be filler. But your, in your, by yourself, do you care for your parents? Hmm. So even if, to, to, to say it more bluntly, yeah, even if we say, uh, <coughs> oh, we, we, uh, we, we don't feel so much gratitude, uh, but out of selfish intent. Yeah, but better not to do it out of selfish intent. Uh, do it purely out of love. Now, of course, I know of some students where their parents, when they were younger, they were just so busy with work and they don't care. And unfortunately, there are some parents who, who don't have the connection with their children and so the children don't feel the love. Yeah. Uh, it is when, when I'm faced with such cases, I, uh, I, my heart really goes out to them. Uh, because for me, my, my father, my mother, they never say I love you before, but I've always felt their presence, I've always felt their love, their care. Uh, that tough love, <laughs> not the easiest to accept, uh, uh, but love nonetheless. So I can, I can only imagine how it's like to grow up without that. Yeah. But the question is, we, the fact that we grew up without that love from our parents cannot be changed. Do we want to have our parents grow old without love? Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe in their life they haven't experienced enough love. That's why they don't know how to express their love. Maybe, as they are growing old, if we express love to them, maybe their next life they will know how to love others. You know. Yeah. Um, so, Qingming to me is not shouldn't just be about our our ancestors who have passed away yeah, because it's a, it's a festive of uh, reminder yeah, of gratitude. Yeah, so uh, take this opportunity, especially, actually it's a good, in a way, good uh, that uh, now we're all in, at home. Yeah, then spend the time in appreciation of our elders whether those who have passed away or those who are still around, yeah, take the opportunity to, to express your love. Now, don't wait until all you can express is to them. Now you can still talk to them, talk to them. Don't wait until you have to to talk to them. Now, uh, I hope uh, that we can spend this Qingming uh, meaningfully in this way, uh, recollecting the qualities 
yeah, the wholesome qualities of our our parents, our grandparents who have uh, passed away, our ancestors who have passed away, and also take this opportunity for those who have the have the blessings to have our parents or even grandparents still alive, to take this opportunity to to express our love for them, our care for them, our concern for them. Yeah. And those who are parents, those who are grandparents, make it easier for people to care for you. Lah. Don't be so picky like this, cannot, like that, cannot, then <laughs> no, not very encouraging. Uh. Make it easy for people to love you also. Yeah. Don't be picky. Oh, I only want, want my lunch from this, my elder son. Please lah, to 2020 already, huh? Yeah. Whether it's your son or daughter, your eldest son or your second son or your third son or your youngest daughter, doesn't matter. Whoever is able to provide, appreciate it, then you'll be very happy. Imagine if your eldest son can only provide you uh, uh, with meals uh, a few times a year. And you insist your meal must be from your elder son, then you're going to go hungry for the rest of the year. And you're going to be miserable. But if instead you change your mindset, whoever offer meal to you, you'll be grateful. Yeah? You'll be thankful. You'll be appreciative. Then whether you have one child, two child, or three child, nowadays usually one or two only, yeah? then you can still be happy. And even if your children are so busy they cannot offer, then with your spouse or if your spouse long gone or your spouse and you being numb, then learn to be happy by yourself. La. <laughs> I mean what is the next best thing, right? Yeah. Uh, so Amitofo. Uh Rosie says Buddhist Lodge uh Ling huh? uh Singapore Buddhist Lodge have Qingming Fa Hui yearly. It's always very packed <coughs> in the Gong this year we only can follow on live to chant Liang Huang Bao Chan. Ha, Liang Huang Bao Chan is also very good. Uh, ah, Florence say, Thank you, Sifu. I'm going to serve my 93 year old, still going strong mom, a cup of water after your SGC sharing today. Oh, sadu, sadu, sadu. Don't wait until after SGC. Go and serve now if, if your mom is staying with you. Okay, very good. Ah. I feel like I feel so happy, so heartwarmed hearing that. Yeah. So uh, I'm gonna scroll through and see whether there's any questions I miss out. Uh, I don't know whether anybody Doringo says that they refer to the Bobway uh, as the head and tail of the coin. I don't know whether any, I, I uh, whether anybody else refer to it that way. It has some similarity, but the pui, because it's curved on one end and flat on the other end, is actually not 50-50. Yeah. So it's not exactly the same as head and tail. Because head and tail in a balanced coin, in a fair coin, is supposed to be 50-50. So uh, I hope I answered the question about whether we need to put pui. Huh? Um, other than that, I think I have. Uh, there's no other questions that was raised. <coughs> mm. uh, if Lin Ang has a question regarding the question of not hand, 
able to handle our Xixin Tong Nian even after 20 years of Dharma practice. Is this due to our Ye Zhang, etc.? Please advise how to proceed with our practice. Very good. I think this question was from the morning. Uh, starting this week, we have the, uh, the, the, I think it's once every two weeks, is it? Or every week? Anyway, this morning, we had one session of Dharma sharing with the Xinjiangbo Qinglian Hong Fa Tuan because starting from this year uh, they have invited me to give teachings to the Dharma school uh, the Sunday Dharma school so the parents class and the children's class uh, so but because of COVID-19 we, we only had a couple of lessons and then all classes stopped so today we resume so that's a very good question so Qixing Tong Nian uh, not able to handle so there are many reasons why we can't handle it Evelyn uh, so after 20 years of Dharma practice uh, I don't know the, the type of Dharma practice you do so uh, maybe you could share a bit of the kind of Dharma practice but uh, I will just touch briefly uh. I know that there are, there are people who do uh, a lot of chanting for many years I know there are people who do a lot of meditation for many years usually when we say practice it's less about the teachings no? so it's usually about the, the, the chanting uh, whether it's of Buddha's name, Sutra, Mantra or the meditation yeah, or doing charity yeah, it's part of Dharma practice uh, so uh, not so some of them don't directly deal with Qixing Tong Nian. Some of them do. But some of these practices can help us to be aware of our Qixing Tong Nian only if you actually apply it correctly. Give you an example. For example, when we chant Ta Pei Zhou, okay, or we chant Mi Tuo Jing, initially when we chant, do chanting, we're not so used to it, right? So, oh, we have to look at it religiously. Well, sometimes, we, even though we put in a lot of effort, we, we cannot catch up, you know. Yeah. So, initially, we, we look at the text and then, uh, Namo, then we check, wow, see whether we are on the right page. Then, Ta Pei Guan Shi Yin Pu Then we okay, this one I see, no. Namo Ta Pei Guan Okay, three times. Then after that, Namo Wow, a lot of sense, no. Let me say, But initially, not so smooth. So, initially, we are struggling, and because of that, our effort is very strong. So, usually, for most people, I don't say everybody, for most people, when we initially start doing chanting, our effort is high, our our qixing tong nian is low. That means we don't have so much um, distractive mind. Yeah, we don't have so many wild thoughts in our mind initially um, because we need to put in effort. But for most people, over time, maybe some people three days, some people three weeks, some people three months, uh, I'm a bit slow. So I took three months to learn tapezo. <laughs> Quite jialat. Our monastery, seven times in the morning, seven times in the evening. Yeah, in US, but they chant very fast. So initially, wow, 
very fast. And every Sunday, 21 times. And that tape is speed up some more. Wow, super fast. <laughs> but eventually, let me tell you, for, for those, I'm, I'm just using this as, as an example. Uh, um, eventually, when people start to get used to it, then what happened? Uh, if you go to some temples, you see all the Lao Pusa, or you see those, may not be Lao Pusa, uh, to be fair, those who are very seasoned. Yeah? They, they, just, they still, you know, uniform, they hold the, the puja book, but they just hold, they don't need to look at it. Yeah. Then, you know, tiao, tiao wow, they also know, they don't have to look at the text anymore. They memorize everything. That's what happened? As they're chanting, Namo Hanaitana Tonaya, Ye Namo Oli, Ye Polo, Chete, Putsepuna, Ye Pudisa. Wow, they can do many things while they are doing chanting, you know. Then what happened? Uh, at this stage, easy for a person to have discursive thoughts. Discursive thoughts while you are doing chanting. Mm. Then you are missing half the point of the chanting. Yeah, because when we do the chanting, it's supposed to help us anchor our mind on the verses. Yeah, so before, when you start and you are putting in effort all the way until you are very used to it in between is the time for you to practice so that you use this chanting as a way for you to gain mindfulness for you to develop that awareness awareness of what? awareness that your mind has drifted off can I understand? Ah, so you know that's why I say you know uh, Qi Qi Fu Hao, yeah, that the the Fu Hao or the Zhou ah, or the Jing in your mind, in your mouth, nothing else. Such that during this initial period, you learn to be aware. <clears throat> when your mind has drifted off, you are aware. So that with this ability slowly trained, <clears throat> even when you're not doing chanting, when your mind is drifted away, from, uh, from whatever you are doing, you know. Uh, in this way, then you can handle qi xing dong yet. But qi, this is just the mechanism to, to be aware. After you have you are aware of qi xing dong yet, you still must have zheng yet. You must have zheng jian. You must have zheng zhi. So this requires something outside of the usual Dharma practice. You need to attend Dharma class. You need to listen to Dharma talks. You need to read sutras. You need to listen and learn from the teacher, from the venerables. <clears throat> so that you have the right view. Right view of what is right, what is wrong, what is wholesome, what is unwholesome. What is defilement, what are the wholesome roots. Then that way, when your mind has drifted, uh, the drifting of the mind requires the earlier practice to be aware but after you are aware you need to be able to discriminate to discern is this wholesome is this unwholesome then this requires learning of the teaching and from learning you must have faith that what is described as unwholesome is really unwholesome and then you need to do reflection to truly understand why they are unwholesome otherwise you are not convinced and if you are not convinced even if you are aware you still think 
actually not my fault. Uh, then that's why that's one uh, specific example of how you can actually handle your ceasing tonia and also why you may not be able to. As to whether it it deals with your specific uh, personal experience, then we have to talk about what kind of uh, 20 years of Dharma practice that the person has done. Yeah. Uh, before that, I'm not so uh, eager to jump into the conclusion that it is due to Ye Zhang. Oh. Uh, Ye Zhang is not responsible for everything. In fact, Ye Zhang, strictly speaking, is a Tong Chen. It's a general term. San Zhong Zhang, Fan Nao Zhang, Ye Zhang, Yi Shu Zhang, or Guo Bao Zhang. So these three, usually we Tong Chen Ye Zhang, but actually not all about Ye. Because Ye Zhang, strictly speaking, is when you Zhao Wu Ni Jian Zui, Ye Ma, this is Ye. Or you, you Zhao Le Si Er Ye, very strongly, that it impedes your learning. It impedes your practice. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, usually is our defilements. Our defilements and our habitual tendency, then we, we, we are not so used to the wholesome one, even though we do 20 years of Dharma practice. Uh, but if we just do it, go through motion, uh, so I, I mean, I don't want to assume, uh, but we need to go into specifics. What kind of practice was done and how was it done? Uh, because all the different practices, there are certain subtleties about how it should be done for it to take certain effects. Uh, if you just go through motion, people chant, you also chant. Not, not you, uh, but people in general. You chant, chant, but never put in the, the effort, the mind. Yeah, then, of course, you won't see the results. So, thank you very much for this question. It's very meaningful. Uh, but if you want to have more clarification, uh, you may want to just leave a comment the specifics of the practice and how it's done or if it's something that you, you wish to take offline you can send a message to the to the to my public page and then we can take it from there okay Abe asked last question we kind of overrun see buried will be practices for the further I don't understand what this means some people said the dream family members complain the sea will be cold. Will Buddhism believe it? Um, hard to say. Uh. So strictly speaking, when we do sea burial or not, <coughs> again it is about when we cre when someone is being cremated, the uh, the departed one don't don't reside in the ash uh. if that is the case that means not not reborn uh. that means or rather reborn as a ghost that's uh, uh, that's not ideal uh. yeah uh, a lot of these our family members dream about this or that right sometimes it's actually uh, because we have the mindset yeah we have the mindset that the departed one reside with the with the ashes and then we have a thinking oh if you throw the ash into the water then you'll be cold or we hear people say that that's the case then plant all these ideas we call it priming uh. in psychology it's called priming yeah 
Now, this is something that nobody wants to test. But if you ask me, Sifu is someone who is, my mom always say I'm very tiki. If you really want to know, then we need to find one family where the departed one, the ashes, uh, we will tell some of the members that they are placed in the, in the, what do you call it, in the, some families will be placed in the urn, some families will be sea burial, yeah, others may be scattered in the park or something. Uh, but to each of the family, right, we may, we may say the actual thing, we may say a different thing. Test, ma. Yeah, then double blind test. So then we see whether there's consistency. If, if we do a, a certain experimentation, and somehow in all the cases where uh, the ashes are really scattered into the ocean, the families all really report saying that they dream that their families feel cold. On top of that, those ashes that are actually not thrown in the, into the sea, the families don't have such a dream. And then maybe we have, if we have a strong correlation, and then we can have some discussion. Until then, um, I would say, I don't want to say it's superstition. Uh. To me, it's about the co concern that people have for their family members. Yeah. So to me, um, sometimes funeral and uh, after, uh, what do you call that? Ho, ho si, uh. Yeah, the undertaking. Uh, that sometimes has more to do with the living than the dead. The dead will go on according to the karma. Yeah. When we do all the chanting, it is to uh, uh, sort of to help the person uh, strengthen the connection with the wholesome Dharma. But ultimately, the person must have connection with the wholesome Dharma. Yeah, but thereafter, according to the karma, according to habitual tendencies, according to connection with wholesome and unwholesome karma, the person will be reborn. In the sutras, virtually zero mention about how the body of a person should be dealt with. The only place in, is in the Mahaparinibbana Sutta where the Buddha talk about where Venerable Ananda asked how, what to do with the Buddha's body after he passed away. And even then, the Buddha told Venerable Ananda, don't bother yourself with this. The, the remnants, the relics, the ashes that will be dealt with by the Brahmins, the kings, the prince, the lay people, you go and meditate. Yeah. Uh, he gave instructions about how the Buddha's body should be wrapped and so on and so on with layers of, of incense and so on. Yeah, but think about it, uh, for 45 years, this was not part of any formal teachings yeah, of cultivation. Yeah, so, but we are not against it. Uh. Yeah. Buddhism is focused, the, the Dharma is focused on how to be free of suffering. This part, no direct uh, link, uh, but there is the customary practices which we as human beings we should respect people's custom. Yeah, so um, whatever practices, whether sea burial or so on, uh, we have to um, understand how people feel. Uh. 
because from what I know, in the past, Chinese traditional, you know, just I mentioned, traditional burial, uh, from what I, I know, in the 80s or something, development of the country, right? So, uh, I think Venerable Hong Chun and some of the seniors were invited to weigh in on this, and I think they, they shared with the, um, with the population, with the Buddhist community, that, you know, it's okay, for what? So now we all accept it. Yeah, we we can accept it. But traditional Chinese can not necessarily accept it. You know, must have you know, rule to wei an and so and so and so forth. Yeah, so it's about mindset. Yeah. So I hope this answers the question. Yeah. And with that, we wrap up today's session. Uh, I hope this session has. Uh, um, help us have a deeper appreciation of the Qingming. Uh, I have written a blog some years back uh, related to this topic. I'll post it later. Uh, I hope that you all can uh, take this opportunity to uh, have a deeper connection yeah, with our ancestors uh, in memory of their wholesome qualities and to, to remember them with gratitude. Yeah, and on top of that, to our parents and grandparents who are still alive, to uh, express our care for them, our love for them. Uh, don't wait until they are a tablet that all we can see is a tablet. Then we want to offer water. Okay, let's do dedication. Yuan xiao san zhang zu fan lao. Yuan de zhi hui zhen ming liao. Pu yuan zui zhang xi xiao chu. Shishi Changsing Pusadao Amitofo Chili